I've been reading through the book of Timothy um, lately, and if you have your Bible, or if you have an iPhone or Android Bible version, um, if you would open with me to 2 Timothy um, chapter 2 and verse 15. Actually, let's start at verse 14. Today I want to talk about what we build our lives on, right? And um, I want to encourage you that t today we have the foundation of truth and how this will guide us in the current season of life and in society right now that you're in. So all the answers that we need in life is actually right here in this manual, in this God-given life script ready. So I'm just going to read this first section. We're going to jump through a few verses. It says this, remind everyone about these things. So I think everyone is in here. Verse 14. And command them in God's presence to stop fighting over words. Such arguments are useless and they can ruin those who hear them. So useless talk, useless arguments. God is saying, beware. In the book of Timothy, he's writing to warn people of false teachers. There is a lot of false living and false truths that were being preached that made people come away from the faith. So Paul is like, man, I'm, I need to remind you that these things are important and we need to be aware of what's around us. And I want to bring you back to what you can build your life on. It says this, verse 15, work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval. So we work hard to present ourselves, not to, unto ourselves or unto another person or to man, but unto God. First perspective this morning is when we're working, is a, to whom are you working hard for? What's your core motivation? Be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and correctly explains the word of truth. All of us are called to explain the word of truth. In fact, to live the word of truth. But what I want to say today is we need to build our lives on his word, the word of truth, and build the word into our lives. Because we can build so easily away from the truth. We can get worn down by what's going on in society. There are so many false truths. There are like, Rosie and I often laugh when people say uh, in the NBA or these famous people and say, yo man, speak your truth. Speak your truth, bro. Be free and tell people your truth. And, and then you think, my goodness, they are steering away and they say, you know, I thank God for my blessings. And then they speak their truth. When you look at their lives, you can see what they're building their lives on. And it isn't the truth of God. You know, the way that they live waywardly, they run after the lusts and pleasures of their, of their flesh. Um, they don't remain faithful, et cetera, et cetera. You could go on. So what I want to challenge us with today is we don't want to shape our understanding, our doctrine in accordance to our feelings and our own opinions, or maybe others. You see, you don't want your opinion to shape the truth of God. So many times you read the Bible to try to justify things that we want or do in our lives or don't want to let go. Isn't that the truth? 
you see so many people on Facebook and social media will just quote certain scriptures that just fits right. But they won't read the whole scripture in context. They don't like the fact that they would have to surrender and potentially have to give up some of these flesh desires that they are trying to justify with the truth. So I'm saying is we need to build our lives on the truth of God and build the truth of God into our lives. So my question is today, what are you building your life on? What things are you letting in, build the truth in? What truths are you allowing in? It could be pressure from friends, could be pressures from family. Maybe you're looking at the way others are living and starting to desire some of those things that I'm telling you lead to destruction. Look at this. It says this in verse 22 of the same chapter. Run from anything that stimulate, stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteousness. Uh, instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Do you notice the word companionship? What you abide into, what you spend your time in, or whom you spend your time with will start to determine the type of companionship and the outcome of our lives. What we pursue, or what we run from, or what we run to, it's all motivated by what we abide with. Whom you're with, what you look at, and what you allow in. You see, when I'm saying we build our lives on the truth, we then need to guard ourselves from the falseness of the world. We need to understand the lies that are around us. How can you tell what's not true if you don't study the truth? You, do you hear that? If you don't study the truth and, and dig it into yourself, build it into yourself, when the lies come, you easily get ensnared. Why is that? I'll tell you why, and it says this actually in the scripture, and I'll, I'll back this up, is that because we want to hear what scratches your ears, what scratches your flesh. You will only listen to things that justify our flesh when we don't know the truth. If you knew the truth, you'd be like, you know what? My conscience says that I shouldn't walk down that path or I shouldn't live like this. But we sear it with semi-half-truths. The best lie is a half-lie, isn't it? When you can deceive somebody with a partial lie, you open the door and then they're deceived easier. Isn't that right? You know, somebody can pretend to be a friend because they can manipulate in a relationship when they see a need. And then you realize they're more like a snake and actually what they wanted to do was whatever they desired, they weren't really for you. That happens in the world over and over again. What I'm saying here is we need to listen to the scriptures and say we must abide in the truth. Build your lives on the Word of God and follow what He's saying. So it says this, look. Um, let, me, let me break this down further. In, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And then I'm going to paint a picture of what it means when people try to shape the truth in accordance with their feelings or opinions or pressures in life. But this is the truth. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach. So what, what do we need teaching for? To learn how to do things, right? You look at YouTube, how-to videos are the number one things. How to build a house, how to cook cookies, how to be a good friend. It's always how-tos. 
And it's always somebody's wisdom in there. But I'm telling you, the world wants to steer us away from the truth of God. So where is the best truth? Right here, the God-inspired scriptures. Inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true. Here you go again. What is true and to make us realize what is wrong. To see those things which are not of God. To see those things which are not righteous. To see those things which actually pursue those youthful lusts and pleasures. Those things that make us think it's making us feel alive, but actually it's the opposite. So they teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Big point right there. The truth of God, the primary study of the truth of God is for transformation. You ask God to transform you, not to transform others. Allow God to change your heart before you start trying to force and change other people's hearts and lives around us. So many folks live lives trying to conform everyone else to them. Have you noticed that? Have you seen that? Like if they have a certain belief in something, they want to enforce that on everyone around them so that it justifies maybe the way that they live. Maybe it justifies the way that they feel. You see, our, our primary task is to honor God, to worship Him, and to love Him. Then our next task is to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Right? So let me carry on. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. It's pretty clear, isn't it? It's the instruction manual for our lives. So today, if there's any question in your life that you think, my goodness, I'm not sure if I understand the truth, you need to come back to the Word. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. So God is expecting us to do good work. And He says, this is what I'm giving you to prepare you and to equip you. That means that you will have all the tools you need. You need not fear. Jump back to chapter 2, verse 24. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone and be able to teach and be patient with difficult people. You see, God knows that we're going to go through difficulty. God knows that we are going through difficulty. God knows that there's going to be people that will make us lose our patience. But he's saying, you need to equip yourself with the word. Do not fill your heart and your mind or commune or have companionship with things of this world, the wisdoms of this world. It's easy to have these little nuggets of wisdom that some guy comes up with. Positive mental attitude. You know, find it in your inner self. Um, you, you've got everything that you need in yourself. Just follow your heart and see where that leads. God is saying, no, the truth is in here. Let me paint you a picture of what it's like today. Remember I said like so many times people want to hear only what scratches their ears, right? And I think we're all at risk of doing that even when we study the word. Beware, don't study the word to try to shape it to what you want or need. Study the word and say, God, I." I have needs, but I'm going to let go of those, and I want you to show me the truth today. Even if it costs me something, especially if it costs me something, so that I know I'm back on path. But let me show you what, um, what the world looks like. In chapter 3, verse, uh, verse 2, 
So he's encouraging Timothy right now. Preach the word of God. Be prepared, right? Whether the time is favorable or not. So in season, in good times or not in good times, you must live prepared with the truth. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. So he's saying to him, you need to have the truth, to show them the, the path. Here we go. And this is what I said about, just think about social media today, okay? And what you read all day, every day. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. A time is coming. I reckon the time is here. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Do you hear that? It says... They will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They want to shape the truth to justify their lives or actions. I want to challenge us today. Our lives need to be shaped by the word. We need to build on the word and build the word into us. Don't try to twist the word to fit our opinions, our feelings, our justifications for our lifestyles. Let the word penetrate deep. And let go of the fear of letting go of some of those things that you want. And say, God, I need you and I want you more than I want my own fleshly desires. Because I know in you is the answer. He said, seek him first and his kingdom, his righteousness. Then all of those things will follow, right? Let me paint another picture here. Look at the beginning of chapter 3. Here's another picture that totally describes. This is why this is the manual for today, right? You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be very difficult times. We are no doubt living in difficult times, okay? For people will love only themselves and their money. <laughs> they, will boast, they will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider, consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will be slander, uh, they will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like this. So, so often people want to look right, in their faith, but they, they're bending the truth because they don't want, because truth has power. And so they're rejecting the power of the truth that could actually turn their lives into what God has intended, which is godliness. And we're all at risk of that if we try to twist the word of God to fit our feelings or opinions or try to match it to justify how we're living. See, God says, there is no fear in my presence. In me is fullness of life. Are you willing to trust me fully with your life, with your future, even with your past that you may be holding on to? Can you let it go to me and believe that I will make you new, that I have a future and a hope for you? But I need you to trust me. I need you to build on my truth, and I need you to guard this truth. You see, we have to be aware that in, in the book of Timothy, he's literally warning him 
to warn the people of God, the church, beware of false teaching. People are falling left, right, and center. People do not know the truth, and so therefore when they hear a half-truth that scratches their ear, they're, they're easily drawn down a path. What did God say? What does God say? See, oftentimes when we start to follow ourselves, we lose sight of what God has said over our lives. Go back to that time when God did speak to you. Go back to the scriptures that God has spoken over you and said, this is you. Then build on that. Build on that and build into that. Let it build into your heart. If you're struggling with anything today, say, God, what does your word say about this scenario or your word say about me? In this current situation. That's why the truth is the only place that we can truly build our foundation of life. So today, what are you building your life on? And what are you building into your life? What is shaping your opinion? Is it the truth? Or is it justified by your own actions? And therefore you're shaping the truth to justify your lifestyle. Or maybe somebody else's lifestyle. Or maybe a goal or a vision in life. Bearing in mind, God says, store up treasures in heaven where the moth and rust do not destroy. Pursue me. Seek me first. First. Trust in me. Yes, you will have troubled times. In these last days, he says, you will have people that totally can turn good into evil, evil into good. It's clear. And people want to hear anything apart from truth when they don't want to change. The quicker we can build on the truth, the faster we'll get out of any potential circumstances that are harming us. Or build a house and see the fulfillment of what God has in store for us, that hope for a future, to prosper you, not to harm you, etc. To be able to dwell wherever you're at and live fully alive today. So. That is really my uh, word for today. You know, beware of the falsehood that's going around. And in order to be able to recognize falsehood, you must study the truth. Stay in the truth. And then when the false comes, you'll be able to see it. I mean, we've talked about it before. I don't know if you guys know, but like, uh, what do you call them? The guys that check fake money? Uh, Anyway, there, there, there's a, there are people that are trained in being able to see counterfeit cash, right? Uh, uh, like fraud departments or stuff like that. So there's a team that are trained in seeing what's fake and what's not. So you would think, naturally, they studying the fake notes, right? So that they can see them. But you know what they spend their time in? Is looking at real notes the whole time. They study it so they understand the truth or the, the genuine, legitimate notes. So that the second something doesn't fit it, they know that's, that's, not, that's not real. It's the same with our lives. If we build our lives on the truth, when these false teachings come, something will hit you and you go, that just doesn't fit right. Or somebody says, I encourage you to YOLO, YOLO live once, do what you feel. Something should come up and you go, I'm not sure. Right? So be encouraged today, guys. Today is a new day. God has given us the truth to build on. I encourage you, read Timothy 1 and 2. It's a fantastic, it's only like three or four chapters per letter. 
Paul was writing it. Very easy to digest. But be read it with a willingness for God to cut some things off of your life. Maybe some wrong thinking. Maybe some wrong feelings. Maybe some wrong actions or focus. Allow God in His Word. He says, you can build on this. And He says, my Word will never return empty. It will never be void, right? Amen?